0: 21 of the Buckbusters podcast. Uh, Woo-hoo. To, yeah, Woo-hoo. hi. All right, come back. Yeah, so let's jump into it. Uh, biggest news of the week: uh, the suspension up in Winnipeg. Mark Scheife is suspended four games for a quote-unquote illegal hit against Evans. Jake, Evans, yeah. Jake no, Evans. I think it's, I think it's
1: kind of bullshit, but here's the thing: do I agree? that it was a little bit of a late hit. Yes. Was it necessarily an illegal hit? No. Because you got to think he wasn't going for his fucking head. It's not like he was actively skating when he hit. So he they couldn't get him with a uh, with a charging call. I I think it was a clean hit. In the sense that it was shoulder on shoulder, and Mark Scheifele just gave it the beans before he hit him, so, yeah. and he had enough forward momentum going to where he can cut out skating just before he hit
0: to kind of nullify that char- charging call. Well, with where he hit it was shoulder to high chest, which I mean, granted Jake Evans was leaning forward to do the do the wraparound, so I mean and. Jake Evans isn't Dude, really uh, a, a big player himself. He's on the the smaller end of the spectrum. And comes, well, to... I
1: don't think I don't think Mark Shifley
0: is that big either. No,
2: I mean,
1: I mean for this, he's probably what six foot at best.
2: At best, yeah. Jake Evans is like five ten, five eleven, but maybe sp- a soft one ninety.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, just unfortunate. It's not. I don't think it's worth the full four games. No. Maybe, maybe a game or a suspension or, or something. I I wouldn't have even
1: suspended him. I would have just fined him, mm-hmm. honestly. Ethan, you're almost close. He's 6'2". two.
3: Strife's six two. So he's bigger than
1: what I a little bit bigger than what I thought. Oh dude
3: Jacobs.
1: I think Kyle's probably right on the money with it, probably saying about five ten, five eleven. Yeah. Cause he seemed like when well it could have also been just the angle of the hit, but six he, foot six seven okay. six foot. Okay. No, still,
4: still right, right around there. inch uh, or two. Yeah, own.
3: that
4: that's yeah. kind of hard to say. If, it, um, I mean, I mean, the only thing is, it's Mark Shifley's, um first, like, isn't it like his first, like,
2: his first, first, like, his first serious, like, offense. controversial hit, first offensive.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: I
2: I just think it's bullshit. Just in the matter of fact that people like Tom Wilson, Ryan Reeves, Brad Marchand, people that are always on the fence, on. You know, on debates hit- for dirty hits, and all they get are small, small fines or like one game suspension.
1: But that's because you got to kind of well, and I guess this is kind of the shitty part of the league. And this, you, we were talking about this off show about possible maybe like a little bit of league bias towards one team or another. Uh, you know, maybe they hit Shifley with those that suspension because maybe he hasn't been putting up the numbers like somebody like Tom Wilson or Ryan Reeves or whatever. I I don't know the case personally. I, as far as I know, Mark Scheifle could be blowing those guys out of the water as far as like how points are and shit like that. But God, it's just, it's really tough to think Yeah. like it's, yeah, I don't know.
2: Just such such a clean player like Shifley, one of the last players you would expect to do such a dirty hit like that, or a quote unquote dirty hit.
1: Yeah, and he has, to yeah.
2: let alone get a four game suspension in the pl- in the second round of the playoffs, it was more like end of the season. They were fighting for a playoff spot, okay, but you know, right and smack them in the middle of the playoffs, and you're gonna take mm. away the team captain. Like, it's, well,
3: and now, I mean, when I I was literally watching the game down down in this our studio and. It was one of those things where when I first initially saw the head, I was like, "Holy shit!" And I was kind of surprised. Oh yeah, J- Jake um, Evans got
1: freaking it was demolished. Mean, at Holy first shit.
3: like at first like, I, uh, yeah, you know, when I was putting it out of slow mo, I don't, I can't think of fucking what it's called off the top of my head, but like a replay. Yeah, When I was taking it off of the replay. It kind of looked like shoulder to head, and I was like, "If that's not a suspension, I'm gonna be sur- surprised." And then I started to watch it. No, he took the He Took, and the and hit he took like, it like right in, right in the center of like, the chest. Like right, honestly, it was like almost like right above the heart. It was like right. If you're watching it in fast motion, it does look like a very dirty, very legal. Oh hit. yeah. Once
2: you, once you slow it down and really look at it, you're like, that was clean. A, it was a clean hit. One like when He was hunched Not over. Looking.
3: Like it was. And to be honest, I think the refs kind of hesitated a little bit on that one, just because from their point of view as well. If you're, I don't, I don't think a penalty even ended up being called. I mean, was it? Mm-mm-mm-mm. It was. He just, it, got, yeah, he just
2: got suspension yeah
3: afterwards well he was it was like i think there was like a minute and a half left and they just took him off the game took him out of the game and uh montreal had a five minute power play yeah, yeah. Which,
1: i know i say i know they got a he got a five minute major for it did he okay. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
4: but it was kind of at the last mm-hmm. like, was it was it was a like full the, game
1: misconduct too
4: well,
2: like I said, it was, it was right at the end of the game. Like, it was tail
3: ramp. end of this third period.
0: Yeah. Like, with the, like, so, less like, than a minute left. So, uh, so it's hard to say unless there's yeah. forced overtime. But. The
3: other thing I think they called him on was unsportsmanlike <sighs> conduct. That was another big thing I think they called it on because when I was watching the game, both the commentators were like, you know, that's real unsportsmanlike, especially, like you guys said, a pro like Mark Shifley to make a hit like that, he's like, it was... But, they're like, it was unacceptable. unacceptable. He's like, if he would have saw him going for the goal, I would have just let it go. I wouldn't have plowed my shoulder into him and knocked, him off, knocked well, his socks off. Well, I'm going
1: to counter that a little bit, going back to like what Offa off of Kyle said about, you know, you said a perfect word for unsportsmanlike. You know, they're saying they tried hitting Mark, or they hit Mark Shaftley with unsportsmanlike conduct, but what about a few weeks ago with Tom Wilson's head on our Timmy Panarin?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like... The the punch is thrown on Bucinevich,
2: like... And he got a $5,000 suspension for...
1: You got a $5,000
2: fine for that, and then the... And the the Rangers ended up getting fined more because they were calling out Tom Wilson for being unsportsmanlike. And it's it's ridiculous what the NHL has been going through recently in the the behind-the-scenes.
0: They're double standards. I just
2: hope hope something happens, hope something gets fixed very soon, because this... Some of the shit that's going on is unacceptable, and it's it, it's becoming a slight disgrace to to the sport. Now it has been. It's not even fun to watch anymore because oh, you, you can't even respect a nice hit anymore. Oh, going to get suspended, dirty hit. You know, it's kind of dumb. Kind of.
1: Well, and that's well. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, go on. Because I, I was gonna say, I feel like the biggest problem is, and you guys can agree or disagree with me on this one is the fact that they got too many fucking old head hockey, like, retired hockey players on, like, the NHL commission. Mm-hmm. They need to get some young blood in the game who, you know, guys who, not saying, like, the old guys who have played hockey for 50 fucking years, but
3: so, they need young blood in the commissioner lineup, I think. I, I they, think the only thing that scares me about that is, no. You know, now keep in mind, this is coming from someone who you don't re- really play any... Physical sports growing up or ever but I think this scares me about having a lot of young guys on the commission like that Is there's gonna be more and more hits like that and it's just gonna be a much more dangerous sport and then they're gonna Eventually, they're gonna be like yeah. All right. No more,
1: but that's it, unfortunate, but you got to look back at it as
0: and I, Here's the thing where I kind of see where Ethan's come from like you need these younger guys who've been in the league more recently than some of these older guys because they understand how how today's players, you know, they how they are, their rituals, there. And,
1: and I'm not saying replace the entire NHL commissions board or whatever with a bunch of young players like our age. I'm saying guys who say somebody like Corey Crawford or, you know, some of these guys who got out at 36, 37 years old who still had... 10, 15 years in the league, but uh, are still fairly young and understand how and really have a modern take on the NHL's
0: policies. Yeah, because if you look at you know the, the difference between in a pre- and current salary cap era, they're, they're two different eras. I mean, oh, like, my God, completely yeah. different. So, I mean, you, you need to have more of these – you know, younger guys that are just fresh out of the league, like Ethan said, that that actually know what the what the fuck's going on in today's I think today's league. A,
1: well, and it's and I mean, obviously keep guys like Gretzky and Lemieux and people people who have so who who have solidified their name in the NHL, who have built the game of hockey and. Keep them, but they. As I said I think they should bring more of these young, like fresh gotten out players, like say like the Sedin brothers, uh, Corey Crawford. Who else? My, can I think of?
0: Well, either way, we, we get we get your point of you know bring these these younger guys. In I think room. it just
1: well, and I think just the balance of saying having an equal number of like pre salary cap era players and post salary cap era players. Mm. I think that's going to bring a lot better of a balance to the league.
3: Mm. Now, like I said, I'm not trying to sound like a puss or anything, but I think the thing that's crazy about that, you know, there's going to be bigger hits, bigger Mm -hmm. fights, all of that. And it's just going to be more injury prone.
1: Right. But At the same time, that's getting back to the hockey that we grew up, that we grew up watching and loving. That's the type of, that's the type of hockey that we all grew up watching. And that's what got us into the sport is the big hits, the big plays, the the freaking line brawls, man. I, and I really gritty. hate to say it because I love this sport so much, but I feel like the NHL's become kind of pussified about it. a lot of the,
3: a lot of the shit that they well, do.
2: Might as well just call it the NFL at this point.
3: <laughs> well, I think, Facts, I think dude. a lot of it is, you know, with player safety, you know, I, just, I, I understand, I understand that,
1: that, but for fucking somebody
3: yeah. like Mark Seifley to make a very,
1: a very clean hit and get suspended four games for it is bullshit. When we still got guys like Brad Marchand and Tom Wilson skating around on the ice acting like a total fucking
0: dickhead on ice. There, and... There has to be limits when it comes right, to I'm this, this, this discipline.
4: Yeah, we gotta, um... Uh, move right. on, Ethan's getting kind, a little hot-headed. Uh, kind of, uh, with us staying on this I'll topic, um... Kind of being overshadowed is, um... How Nick, Al, <clears throat> Nickis Alex? Nikolai Ehlers. Yeah, um... Like helping, like protecting um, everyone with um, keeping them away from Jake, um, Jack Evans, um, so that not, none of them trample over him during that line brawl at the at the end there.
0: Yeah, he was like a fucking god trying to protect, you know, Jake Evans lying down, you know, fucking motionless on the ground, where mm. everybody behind <laughs> him is scrapping going at, at each other. Yeah. All right, so something more, uh, more on the positive end of things. After that long, that little bit of a rant, uh, Taya Curry becomes the first female ever selected by the uh, Ontario Hockey League uh, after being selected for in the fourteenth round, the two hundred sixty seventh pick by the Sarnia Sting. So you know, def- definitely history to be made. You know, not not only as a uh, as a hockey, f- oh, not hockey fan, but as a a, a sports fan in general. So uh congrats to T- uh taya T- i, 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 I she, taya. the only downside taya. of
2: that is like a fourteenth rounder is very it's gonna be a while before we get to see game time from her
0: especially as a as a goaltender yeah like she's a goaltender like she, so. we might get to
2: see maybe one or two games in the 21-22 season might not get to see her play you know start a full time if she gets developed where she has potential and is good enough to have a full-time starting position we might not see that until another two years three years from
1: now. but i'm Regardless of when she starts and when she actually starts getting some solid game time with Sarnia, I'm really excited to oh, see yeah, how yeah, she, that be cool. she yeah, plays. Doubt, yeah, that's who knows? Maybe she'll be in, there. Who knows? Maybe she actually could be the. Dare I say? And obviously, I don't know any stats on her. I don't. Mm-hmm. I I don't know shit about her. Yeah. But who knows? She could be an absolute brick wall of a goaltender, yeah. and she could be the NHL's mm-hmm. first
0: female drafted goaltender. You can see. see um,
1: that
0: in three
2: four years down the future.
0: Yeah, I, and I'm I, kind of going off of that. The last female to ever play in the NHL was in 1992. Uh, Manon Re, Rimu, sorry if I uh, butcher your name, but uh, a goalie and an Olympic civil, silver medalist to play for the Tampa Bay Lightning in a, a preseason game against the St. Louis Blues. Oh,
4: wow.
0: Oh, wow. So that's the last time a female has shown up in in all of hockey. So huh. I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Huh. So that that's what happens when you do a little bit of research before the podcast boys. <laughs> how how magical is it? Yeah, yeah I didn't
1: find about, find out about her until I was on my way home today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I this is a topic I brought up to the guys early in this week. We should have done this at the beginning of the playoffs, but you know, I I didn't see I didn't see this idea. Oh, I'll be honest. I I kind of stole this idea from SportsNet. Yes. Um but it's still a good idea. Um, originally, it was uh, you. You go through all sixteen play- teams that made the playoffs, and you pick one player from their past that has played at least one season with them, and you pick uh, pick one player to inject into their current lineup to make them better in the push for for the Stanley Cup. Obviously, now that since we're into the second round, um, we'll we'll do the fi- the the eight teams that still stand. So. Excluding Vegas because... Yeah, because Vegas has only been around for three seasons. So... It's crazy to
1: think that's already been three seasons. This is their fourth,
0: isn't it? Yeah. yeah. This is their fourth season. Regardless of how long Vegas has been around, they still do not qualify for this particular particular thing. So, uh, let's go over the seven teams. Um, Actually, let's start with the West. Because, you know, there's only one team for the West, and that's the Colorado Avalanche. Not... I, I pay, This from, was
2: a gimme for me. It,
0: see see I, as as hot for me, as hot as you know, Grubauer has been in the Nets, I had to go with No Brainer in their GM in Patrick Waugh.
4: That's,
2: that's actually not what my gimme was. That's actually who I went with was. I said that they've already gotten because they because of the fact that they already have stellar goaltending and yes their forward core is already absolutely fucking stellar, add Joe Sakic to that and it's game over.
1: See, I actually said uh, I was thinking Peter Forsberg. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, my. yeah, okay. I, th- I said I think Peter Forsberg would be would Fe- play Peter
0: Forsberg. Holy hell! There's a...
1: <laughs> um, Peter Tough Forsberg t- would play really well with somebody like Nate McKinnon.
0: Yeah. Tough time there, buddy. Huh?
3: So, Shut like, up. I think I'm gonna go with you guys and Waddis because I mean I've watched a few of his. What was that little voice? Patrick, Patrick, anyways, fuck these guys. Anyways, uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with Patrick Oswalt just because, like, you, loves I mean, us. like you guys said, you know, they already have a good enough guy with Grubauer, but could you imagine Gruby and Waugh together, side I'm, by side? I they mean, would be unstoppable.
1: Who do you think? Now, here's another question, just to piggyback off of that real quick. Who do you think would start out of the two of them? Grubauer or Wah? Wah. 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 Well, Well, hold on, because here's the thing. (laughs) Let's see what you did
3: there. Hold on. Hold on. Shut Shut the fuck up, okay? (laughs) Guys,
0: this is the reason why we pick on Bobo the most. Here's the thing. I'm
3: the reason we can't have nice things, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. hold on, hold on. Time out. Take the fucking step back, all right? One step forward and two steps back, right?
0: <laughs> here's the thing with group hour, like he he's been on fire these past couple weeks yeah yeah, yeah. so it just all why, year. it that that's why I struggled picking why to put into their lineup but like Aww. but why why did I do that um I, I don't know like why why wouldn't you why wouldn't you pick the stellar goaltender just like with with the whole Vegas situation why you know Paul Flurry? And have Leonard start Game One of the Colorado series when fleury has been doing fantastic for them. Yeah, right? and then he played absolute do- like absolute dog water, in that first series. You know,
2: Leonard gave up what six goals in two periods.
0: Yeah.
1: Seven
2: <laughs> or six and two. I think they he gave. Up, I think they pulled him after five or pulled him after
0: six. E- either way, like why why would he start you know a cold goaltender when you have an absolute like one that's on fire? Yeah.
2: Maybe, well, they, maybe it was in their
3: mind, like, hey, he's rested. Let's give him a chance. Like, I, don't know. I honestly, I'm kind of going to go with what you said off that. He's, <clears throat> game one's one of those games where it's not real important. That's kind of the same with game two. The first two games, I would say, are like the kind of the least important games that kind of lets you show, let's, you know, your team show how the other team plays. If the other team performs stellar in game one, you're like, all right, we got a nice, great team on our hands. Let's go. But if they don't do so stellar, that's where you can kind of pick on them and find their weaknesses. As if, like, like look at the Vegas and Colorado series. You know, Colorado took advantage of the weak goaltender first two yeah. periods. They're like, okay, they're starting a new goaltender in that. He might be good. Once they scored those first two <laughs> open netted goals, they're like, we got him. Yeah. You know, that minute after they scored their second goal, I saw the GM's eye, the coach and GM's eyes lit up. They're like, we got him. All we need to do is fire shots, and he's you know, we're good as gold, yep. and that explains why they won game one. Yep. All right, we're gonna go, jump back
2: up north now. To we're gonna jump over to the Winnipeg Jets, Colin. Who do you have
0: for Winnipeg? I actually went with the, the man, Timu Salania. Okay, because you know, I mean, granted, he, he, he's done you know successful both in Winnipeg before they moved to Arizona and out in Anaheim when he was he went over there. So I I, I I feel like if you inject Timu as a as a good good goal scorer into an already solid Winnipeg team, that's something that will definitely help. Honestly, I don't know. why
2: I didn't think of him. I went I, with uh, I went was, with Dale Harocheck.
0: He was he was going to be my number two, but like it's hard to be Timu yeah, for sure, I didn't even think of Timu. He didn't even come to my I, mind for some reason. I kind of forgot all about him. Dude, dude, that uh, that one celebration, the the shot, yeah, one yeah. just. Um, oh, man, that was, that was the most iconic. I went with, I had Thomas Steen.
4: Okay. That's...
0: That's not... Nah. I mean... I mean, it's good. Just, personally, I, I don't feel like he'd be, in my personal, yeah. top three. Or,
2: yeah, not, a, not a bad choice. Ethan, who are you going with?
1: Um... I don't know. It's, re- it's really hard to pick, because I feel like... Personally, they just really haven't had a whole
3: lot of. If I can stand out players, yeah, go ahead, Bobo. I was gonna say I think I'm gonna take Jeffy's one with Steen on this one, just because you know I know he's not one of our big top threes, but you know how I've been thinking about it being an underdog back then. How would he perform now with all these guys? Yeah, if he's that you know underdog that you know I don't really watch a lot of film of the old hockey days, but if he he could he could be one of those gritty underdogs where. You know, he's good with points, you just can't... He's good with scoring, He did. nobody feeds him the puck. You throw him in the lineup, next thing you know they score four goals a game because he just is there and on top of it. Yeah. Or he might be that defensive, he might be the D-man where he sits next to the goalie and he kind of camps next to the goalie. Where if he sees a loose puck, he knocks it out of the way and, and he blue lines him.
1: Okay, yeah, I think I got mine, but I, I don't know if it's any player relation to two of the brothers that play in the league currently now. Uh... I'm gonna say Keith Kachuk. Yeah, fa- uh, father, of both Kachuk brothers. So. You're right. Father. Okay. Yeah, father. Okay. Thought so. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna that's say. It. I'm gonna say Keith Kachuk first. I didn't know he played sim- for Winnipeg back in the day. Yeah, Winnipeg and Saint Louis. Ninety okay. from '91 to '96, he was with uh, Winnipeg.
2: Okay, I, I only remember him with Saint Louis. Okay, oh, yeah. that's kind of how I remember
0: Timu. I didn't
1: know their. I didn't know their dad played in the played yeah. in the league.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move over to uh, Montreal, and I. I, I don't know if you guys had as much difficulty with picking Montreal, just because you I know, did. number one, their, you no, know, their history, and uh, number two, with yeah. such a such depth of, uh, of players that you know have gone through that that system, that franchise, it, it was a, uh, a tough one. I I feel like we're all going for the same individual, but, just the idea right. of the players. I, I went with uh, Maurice Richard.
4: Richard.
2: Maurice the Rocket Richard. I also went with
4: Rocket Richard. I um I actually didn't pick him. I had Bob Guinea. Gini Gini, you say
0: it. I didn't see the name.
3: Oh Bob Ganey. Bob Ganey.
4: Yeah, that's right. Like... I can't say
2: I have heard of him.
3: <laughs> I think I might go with you guys and go to the Rocket.
2: Yeah. I mean the Rocket, he has a trophy named after him for a reason. You know, fun fact, Maurice the Rocket Richard never had a single scoring title.
0: No, he had one.
2: I thought I heard
0: saw that he didn't have any. He had, he had one scoring title. But uh, just to inject, you know, the Rocker Richard into lineup with, you know... Their, their primary score is Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. So to have a secondary score... or I don't want to say secondary score with Maurice, but, like... Another, like, one-two punch to uh, to help, no pun intended, carry the, mm-hmm. uh, the Canadians. so uh, be a hefty that's... price.
2: Let's move out to the central. Wait, wait, uh, oh, you did not go. I'm sorry,
1: Ethan. I'm honestly, I think I'm going to have to agree with Maurice Richard. Yeah. I mean, like, I, 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 personally I don't th- I think really, there's any argument. I say, I don't right. think I mean, there's definitely
2: a couple
4: I, arguments you could have,
1: but I don't think you could have said it any better, Kyle. He yeah. has a trophy named after him for a reason.
4: Yeah. There's so, like, like Colin said, there's so many. <laughs> so many. I mean, he should be. If he is not
2: one of the first three that come to your mind, I think there's something. Who wrong with Maurice you. Richard? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. No <laughs> offense to Jeffy, that was the oddball out here. But you well, know, I, he was my second. If I would have said he, yeah. All right,
2: now we can move out to the central, starting with the Carolina Hurricane.
0: I actually went uh funny thing is I actually went with the uh, the man behind the bench for Carolina, uh Rod Brendamore. I also went Rod Brendamore. <laughs> he, he's already in NHL shape and just actually getting him on skates and you know injecting him into the lineup.
4: Yeah. I had Kevin from when he was Harp with Hartford Kevin Dineen? Kevin Dineen? Oh, yeah, I've not another one I have not heard of, unfortunately.
3: <laughs> Jimmy, why do you always make the fucking oddballs out of all of them? He might go on Google and just say, oh, look, I found one. <laughs> I, Ethan, who are you going with? Uh, I struggle with this one. I, I don't really know. I didn't I'm really going to say...
2: It. Well, Carolina, they haven't been around for too long. And even coming out of Hartford, there's not a
1: lot of names. Uh-huh. I'm actually going to say uh, Jay Harrison. Uh, so, this is off of the NHL website. Uh, he says, joining the Hurricanes in 2009, Jay played 317 games in Hurricanes uniform, maxing 68 points over that time. It's, yeah, it's not anything crazy impressive, but... Yeah. I was going to say either that or Bates
0: Pataglia. Again, you and fucking Jeffrey with the oddball people. <laughs> All right, let's move down to uh, Tampa. Um, I actually have a guy who actually played with some of the players that are currently in the roster. You know, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, and uh, Mr. Marty St. Louis.
2: Great minds think alike, Colin. Oh, yeah, let's go, baby. Martin St. Louis. There's also, there's a lot of argument for, say, Vinny LeCavier as that's, well. Yeah. That was a very, very close, I had a very tough choosing between those two.
0: But I, I, I feel like if you inject him on, like, Marty St. Louis into a lineup, like, or anybody, either of those two in the lineup, I feel like, Saint Louis would have made a bigger impact on the same line as Stamkos and Sorelia versus you not know, a third pairing with the Le- Cavier because obviously they have you know Headman and McDonough who are in their prime, <laughs> so he he'd be most a, a good second pairing defenseman. But
4: that's actually who I went with Vincent Le Cavi- Le Cavier. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna have.
1: To- but it's it,
2: either
3: one is an amazing yeah, choice. Either, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, either tough. it's tough. I'm man.
0: not taking anything away from them. It just, you
3: know, either would be good. I think I'm just going to go with you guys. Which I, one? Uh, fuck. I kind of zoned out. <laughs> Vincent LeCavallier? Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I kind of zoned out. All right. Let's move over to our final division uh with the Boston Bruins. The Bruins. This Ooh. is
2: one that I also struggled with a lot. I'll let you go first before I say... Because I think I might be... Un- I might be doing both the balls
0: out here. So, with Boston News and Zidane O'Chara and the offseason to the Capitals, I actually took... I I put in another Hall of Fame defenseman in lieu of a future Hall of Fame defenseman and uh, Ray, Ray Bork. Yeah.
2: Okay. As soon as you said defenseman, I know you went with Ray Bork. <laughs> because there's not a lot of other defensemen that you can... That, that are
0: Hall of Famers that played yeah. for Boston for yeah. more than one season. I
2: ultimately went with Cam Neely, just because of he was. I he was quick. He was a big gritty guy for being as quick as he was. Yeah, Ray Bork also would have been a close second. So
4: I um, had a big legend in Boston, Bobby Orr.
0: Bobby Orr. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a good. That, the famous celebration yeah. for the uh, triple overtime winner. Just I think the
1: I, dive. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with Jeffy
0: on that one. And say Bobby, all, no I, Bobby Orr. I I honestly completely forgot about Bobby Orr for a second. I,
1: I
4: didn't
2: forget about him, but yeah, that's definitely would have probably should have been a close third of mine, but he was kind of further down than he should have been on my list. All
0: right, uh, so last but certainly least. I'm just kidding. that not uh, <laughs> still be, salty. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go with New York Islanders. Kyle, who you got for? Her? I went with uh, Brian Tarchi. I actually, also went with Brian Trochier. Yeah,
2: yeah. Man, he is a Crush, no. man.
0: <laughs> Great minds do think alike. I mean, as as defensive minded That's as what, four that we had the same. I want to go back, but um, no, as defensive minded as you know Barry Trots is in va- uh, injecting Baron Tribe, yeah Tro- in, a, in a lineup who could definitely pay a a, a two way position as he as he did we will definitely fit the system under Barry Trotz as well as carry him through uh, the first couple rounds of the playoffs. I'm gonna basketball.
1: be the. Can I be one of the odd men out? No. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna say Mike Bossy. That's not a very odd one out.
2: That's still a very good choice. Yeah. Very no. solid choice still.
1: I'm. I'm gonna say Mike Bossy.
3: I guess you can think he's a boss on the ice. Damn it! Fucking
4: <laughs> <Okay, come on. laughs> god! Uh, I went
3: with um, Butch um,
4: Goring.
0: Butch Goring. Yeah. I'm just
2: gonna. That one up (laughs) again. Never heard of him.
0: But all right. Uh, Again, I don't get what Jeffy's thing is with these oddball individuals.
1: He's like, I like the sound of his name, even though I can't pronounce it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hello, Jeffy. He's moving on. We're going to move on to our usual weekly playoff recap as the Islanders make it four to one with two point four seconds left in Game Four to tie the series at two games apiece in this series.
0: Again, is there, is there a chance that, you know, neither of these teams can move on? It's Just, so- can we go to, like,
2: Game 7, 8, 9, 10, all of the, Game 67 all, are all ties and nobody game wins? Game 69,
4: buddy. <laughs> 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 maybe
3: the maybe Game 69 will be a shootout in the third period. Wink,
2: wink. What? The fucking- no.
3: anyway, anyway. Anyway.
0: Moving on from that comment. The other series that... Oh, well, the other game that happened earlier on recording day... Was the uh, Tampa Bay all, all over Carolina
3: six to four? Tampa now leads the series three to one. Going back to Carolina. So do you? Here's my question: Do you think Tampa has the grit to take a home in Game Five?
1: Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, like
3: with almost without question. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. Because <laughs> we're. How, how I I've still, been... I still do not think I... Carolina should be counted out of the series. No. Oh it no, I definitely. They're down two games, but. Going back home for Game Five, mm-hmm. and we'll have Game Seven at home if they push it that far.
3: Here's what I'm thinking: like, Carolina is one of those teams where they're fast, they're young, and they're not afraid to you know they're not afraid to beat. They're very.
2: I think they're one of like the top three or four youngest teams yeah. in the league. Or, you know. I know. I, to be honest
3: with you, body wise, I think it's the most lethal team in the playoffs right now. Uh, because I would say I would argument. say it's close because they're it's one of those they're one of those teams where you know the minute they see the puck, they're dropping shoulders. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if they can pull off something like that against Tampa, and Tampa is another one of those very physical teams who's not afraid to now, blast bodies out of the arena.
1: Now, here's the question. And again, I don't care if you guys agree with me or disagree with me on this, but do you think like Carolina being such a young team and having such a but having such a vast majority of players as far as like speeds and abilities and different like, but they have a very fast offensive core. Mm. Do you think that that can, can compete with the playoff experience that Tampa Bay has?
3: I'm going to say yes. That's to be that's honest. actually a really, really solid point. It is, but I'm going to say, yes. I think,
1: I think that as much as I really want to give it to Carolina, I think Tampa Bay is going to come out on top of it. Because they have that Stanley Cup playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because they're the defending Stanley Cup champs for a reason. Yeah. And I think that even though, yeah, Carolina is such a young team and it's just full of speed and full of absolutely firewall on every game. I think that they're just going to slightly crumble and slightly mm-hmm. fall under the fact that they do not have the playoff experience. And Tampa that Bay Tampa Bay, is, Bay is has
2: playing their ass off because isn't getting any younger, Kucherov isn't getting any younger, Hedman's not getting any younger. Like they they are, they still have a lot of young guys. You know, such as Cernak, Sorelli, uh, oh, Vasilevsky, all still young. But Carolina is just as young. They don't, don't have as Vazalewski. many. I thought
3: he was. I think mean, he's, he's like, like upper twenties. He's like yeah. 28, 29. To be honest, I think I can see Tampa winning a game six at home. You think Carolina's going to take game I five? think Carolina's going to take Game 5 at home because, you know, Game after Game 5 at home, that's normally one of the most exciting games in mm-hmm. the playoffs. Especially, no, when, Nobody wants to be eliminated at exactly. home. Exactly. Yeah. Under advanced is like,
1: 26. Like,
3: okay. like well, what yeah, Kyle yeah. just said. You know, nobody wants to be eliminated at home Game 5. Carolina's going to turn the heat on, and they're going to, you know, they're going to rock like a hurricane. That's actually a, one of your better puns. I'm not gonna lie. And then <laughs> as much, as as, and then Game Six, Tampa's just gonna come out and they're just gonna strike. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna strike in Game Six. I gotta give them gonna that. Gonna I gotta in give in them
2: those two. Those, those are both decent. Those are both decent. <laughs> as much as I want to fucking
0: smack them <laughs> the face, I yeah, I gotta give them credit. We're
2: gonna move on to the North two final teams of the North: the Winnipeg Jets and the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal leading two games to I nothing. I say
4: they've been. A- Oh, they shit. have been. Ever, Thank ever since. Thank you, Harry. Now they've
2: won four games in a row.
3: Here no, are they? they They're now 3 to 1 against Toronto. Yeah,
2: so they've now won five
3: games in a row. Are they going to Montreal or are they going to win They're going to Montreal, to Montreal for Montreal. game 3 and 4. Oh, boy. Of okay. two games to nothing with two home games in the in hand. Okay, here. You what, guys, that, do you foresee a sweep in Montreal? Mm, or no, do you think no, Winnipeg's no. going to win one of those games? No, because.
2: I don't know. I don't well, know, well oh, fuck. Montreal's is currently the only Canadian team right now that is
1: fans. Yeah. Well, and they, here's, they, they could make a difference. I mean, well, I but it also depends on the status of price too, because he was out at towards the end of the regular season with a concussion injury. So that just depends on he's if he's back. Has, and like,
2: that's just something that we had discussed at the very, very beginning. I said, if Carrie price plays like he did,
1: which do last I think, season, do I think he'll have a problem with it? Uh, I really want to say no but, in my opinion, I feel like Carey Price is kind of like Braden Holby, where, you know, he's on this fucking crazy hot streak, and then something inter- gets in that interruption of a hot streak, whether it be illness or whether it be injury or whatever, and then when he comes back and plays, he plays like shit. I think... And as I love Carey Price. He's my, by far my favorite goaltender in the league right now. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, but... It's just he really really struggles with coming back from injury. Yeah. Yeah. That's his biggest thing is he comes back from injury and it takes him so long to get. This is probably the
2: the best injury return he's ever had. He's Oh yeah.
1: Without question. I'm not I'm I'm not giving it I'm not discrediting.
3: Beyond Stellar he's been playing the past few years. Oh my god. Without question. question. Now you guys might, you know, kinda yell at me for this one, but the only thing I'm gonna be going against that is you know, Winnipeg's, I think, is going to be trying to get in there, his head. They're, in they're Montreal. trying, Aaron. And I think it's going to be one of those things where Price is going to have one of those games where he overthinks. So let's be honest. Normally, every goalie has one of those where they overthink the scenario, they stress themselves out before the game, and they don't perform as well. Mm-hmm. And I think going to Montreal with having fans for the first time in forever, that it's just going to, you know, psych him up a little too much, and he's just going to overthink. You know, I don't want to lose in front of all these fans when they're back since you know, for 10 months, they haven't seen the arena. They're back. What are we going to do? What if I lose? What if, what if, what if? And all the what ifs are going to be running through his mind. What if we lose? What if we don't score? What if he shuts us out? What if this? What if that? And he's going to oversight himself and be like, okay, let's do this. And he's going to, we're going to want to to win game three.
0: You got to look back to the game six of the Toronto Montreal series. You know, that, that was the first game that any Canadian team has seen Fans in any arena, you know and with how loud the Bell Center has been that, that game, Terry Price was able to uh, to step use it up. Use to his advantage, and, yeah, use it to his advantage and help, you know, give give his team the, the the confidence that they needed to help, you know, force that game seven, and ultimately win win the series. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to be the the fans are going to be a, a real big issue. It's just a matter of okay, I I don't want anybody down on my home ice, my home turf.
2: Mm-hmm. You and you can definitely see the difference from game one into game two game five was five to three and game two was only one to nothing so you can definitely see that they were able to fix the problems that they had in game one you know fix the the places where they may have underestimated how good Montreal was in certain aspects yeah and fix that in game two so this could be a game three game maybe three and four turnaround where they could end up eventually tying the series yeah but it's it's gonna be close it's, it's gonna be it's gonna mm. be
3: tough I I can say I think Montreal I think is gonna take it in six. I think Winni- I think Winnipeg's gonna win one at, in Montreal, and they're gonna win Game Five in Winnipeg. And then I think, like I was saying about the the series we were just talking about, I'm sorry I zoned out again, but the you know, where Game Six is gonna go back to Montreal, and they're gonna take it at home. I
2: I still think Winnipeg is gonna end up taking this. Yeah. Like, I'm not. at the beginning of the series. I think I said probably mm-hmm. four or five. I'm now going to push for like game
3: seven, obviously. You think
2: so? I think it, Winnipeg can still take this in seven.
3: Here's my question for you. So if Winnipeg lose, or if Winnipeg loses game three, you, th- you think they're going to win four straight or back to back to back to back? It's
2: possible. It's, it's rever- possible. Reverse sweeps have happened it's, before. It's only happened like three, four times in history, still,
3: but still that's going to be one of those things where they really need to buckle up and fucking buckle down yeah. because they're going to be in the ride of a lifetime.
4: For sure. I, st- I think I'm, Thinking the Jets are gonna
3: turn it around and win in six. If Jets can six. If Jets, like in six games, okay. If Jets can win in Montreal, that will give them confidence.
2: If they can win at least one of these mm. games, yeah. Mm. Yes. All right, moving on to the final series out west, the final two teams there. Colorado Avalanche taking on the Vegas Golden Knights with Colorado currently leading two games to one.
1: I really have Colorado taking it. I, still, I have Colorado.
3: I, I, I think I've, since, since
2: the beginning of the class I've said that Colorado is going to win the cup. And I st- I'm sticking true to that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is going to be a burn burner. I'm going go to go game seven on this one. That's well.
1: a, I was going to say game what, seven. Between them and Vegas? Yeah. yeah. I'm going game yeah, seven as well. I think so. That's pretty, that's pretty fair. Dude, Nate McKinnon has been on fire. Like, he is it's, He is <laughs> like God-tier right it's now. He's
3: been Brandon, ridiculous. I, I guess the only thing... That would prevent them is that if they if flurry or grubauer are not on their games one of those games because that like you said that is a barn burner of a series (laughs) and if philip or if Gruby, or if flurry are not on their game and they kind of struggle one of those games they will take advantage that's kind of how Colorado wore, took
2: advantage in game one. Yeah, Just, exactly. They, they they, Vegas advantage. made the mistake by yeah. starting Robin Leonard and they, exactly. they put pedal to the metal net and they, they,
3: they fought. And yeah. I forget. I think they had like that was one of the highest shots I've ever seen in a game. I think they had like 52, 53 shots. It was, I don't know if it was that much, but it was. It was. Event. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a definitely a decent amount of shots and seven of them went in and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, so? uh,
4: like some of the top, like for Colorado so far, has been doing amazing forms, like Nico and Nathan McKinnon,
0: um, Kale McCarr, Barker, Kale Barker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's this is the one series where I personally have been debating back and forth. No, no doubt, it's going to go seven. Yeah. Like there, there's nothing no to argue about it. It just who will take the game seven? Will it be you know, Vegas or Colorado.
2: It's tough. It is really it is. tough. Now, this by
0: far is going to be the toughest series it's to tough predict stuff. to kind of go over like, okay, who's going to be your favorite? Who's going to actually win it?
4: Okay. It's kind of like what Kyle said. I still um, say, yes, they're, I think they're going to go to game seven, but I still think Colorado's going to win it and
3: still be the,
4: San, the Stanley Cup champions this year. Well, let me ask
3: you this who do you think is the underdog in that series? Who do, th- who do you think is the underdog in that series? Or Vegas, out of okay. I'd say Colorado. Let's, let's go a little, I, I don't want to say there's an underdog. I mean, obviously the favorite is going to be, you know, Colorado well, would if, be the president.
0: If
2: Minnesota would have taken down Vegas, yeah. I would 100 say okay. Minnesota's the underdog.
3: Mm, okay, but, here's a here's a deeper question. Out of both teams, what players do you think are the underdog players of such a of two great franchises? Players specifically, if you if you can of take Vegas like and, a Vegas and Colorado. If you can pick like two or three of their, if you can pick two or three weak links that you can say are technically, you know, quote unquote underdogs, who would it, you pick? It, and do you think you can see them affecting the wins and the losses of that series? Have actually, to be their, I actually really like that. Yeah. It don't have to and be, we, how, how effective is their bottom six? Yeah. Well, we can even go back and it, do this on the rest of the teams, too. We can take a step back after we get done with the recap and we can say, okay. Out of these, all these series, who do you find your weakest links?
2: For Colorado, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sammy Girard. He's when you think of Colorado, he's not one of the first defensemen you think of. I mean, I, he, I think he is their top three or top four. Oh really? But um, for I, so many, I've, I've never He's not talked heard about him, him enough. Yeah, I, he's heard heard, I would name. consider him one of the most underrated defensemen in the league.
3: Isn't there another Girard in the league? I thought I there was another. So. There's Sammy Girard, and I thought there was. Another Gerard, maybe brother or cousin. I'm not One. sure. I don't. E- either way, I I think what it comes down to is how well each team's bottom
0: six will will perform. Because like obviously everybody's gonna be focused on the, the, their team's top six. Yeah. yeah. It's just how well will their bottom six come through? Because you know it's a, it's a secondary scoring that will ultimately help you raise the the standing cup versus yeah. you know. Go home and go fucking golfing, like like the fucking. No, John the Rayman. only
3: Gerard in the league right now is Sammy. Okay, because okay. I've seen that name before. I thought I saw. I thought I saw another mm-hmm. Gerard. I wasn't. Sure. You may have I, been thinking of Gerard. maybe
2: for Vegas, I'm going to go with Riley Smith. Okay, okay, I think he's one of the more underrated players on that team. Yeah, you know, you think of it, for 80s, first people you think of are Petruccetti, Flurry, Mark Stone, uh, Pet, Petruangelo, Mark Stone, Mark Stone, Riley Stone isn't usually what I say.
3: You said Mark Stone, not Markstrom. It's Mark Stone. Oh, is it? I thought yeah. the last Mark Stone. He said Markstrom, <laughs> and I was he said Mark Stone. He's okay, Mark Stone. I heard Strom. Markstrom's on I'm sorry, Calgary. Too. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I'm gonna have to go the right because he's not one of the first not I do not <laughs> say one even the first five forwards you name when he when he started naming Vegas. It's I, I consider him underrated. You know, two goals in the playoffs so far. But he, yeah. his offensive awareness is out of this world.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, I'm gonna go off with the top six that you guys said. I'm trying to think. I is don't that really what I know. Burning? Yeah, that's why you smell burning. It almost smells like burnt toast in a toaster oven. You know, something's in there. But you're like shit. I forgot what it was. <laughs> and that's kind of I'm drawing a blank because I have. Yeah, I mean, Vegas there. is tough to choose an underdog. Okay, here let me let me go ask you this instead of players because that's a little difficult. What about lines? If you can pick your first, second, or third, or may even fourth that's line, that's even tougher. <laughs> honestly. Is that's
0: it? A, I, again, go with the top six versus, versus the bottom <laughs> six, because if you look at the, uh, it's gonna be the easiest for us. Look at the Penguins. You know, back in 2016, their third line, the HBK line, is what helps propel mm-hmm. them all through all four series. Yeah. Now that that's the reason, because like, not every team's gonna have you know a third a third pair defense like a third pair defenseman. Yeah. That could keep up the speed and the shot. Even
2: going pre- to twenty seventeen when it was the sit and the kids, like I would still say that that line was underrated, they only really focused on Crosby. I mean, yeah. Gensel and Connor Shearer were both feeding him like crazy throughout those playoffs. Crosby was feeding them just as much.
0: Right, Yeah, exactly. So it, it it all will come down to how well would that bottom the, the bottom six for the teams mm. will
2: do. It. Yeah, without a doubt, I think right now that is the toughest
3: series to mm. to well, predict the winner. Maybe let's go back to Boston and Islander, or Boston and New York, since we're already on the topic. Yeah. Underdogs out of that series of each team. Do you, do you foresee yeah. any? Do you possibly? See, is there any light bulbs that pop in your head that are like, okay, mm-hmm. my, you know, I'm gonna go with him and him.
2: Well, look, as me- much as I hate to say it, as much as I have after the this playoffs and the how I saw him play throughout the regular season on New York, as much as I hate the guy now, Matt Martin. He has been that player all season to get in the stars' heads. Uh-huh. That's all he did to Crosby and Gensel all series was got in their heads. I think between the two of them, they had, what, four points all series? Uh-huh. So, I mean, he, he he did a damn good job, and he's doing a pretty good job with it in the Boston series right now as Absolutely. well.
3: Absolutely.
2: So, I, he's my underdog for the Islanders.
3: Yeah.
4: I, um, for, I actually am going to, for Boston, I have... Um, we were... Not, we are Me and Kyle... We we're just talking about him during. Um, oh, Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, no, uh, Krejci. Yeah. Oh, Kraychich. David Krejci. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I, I can said.
3: definitely agree with Krejci just because he. I don't want to say he's one of those you know top dog players where he's not like a. He's Brad pretty. Martin. I mean, this season yeah, he, he finally
2: got the recognition he deserved was, getting, yeah, getting, the, getting the A after Bergeron was I was gonna say
3: he's not a Patrice Bergeron or a who Brad are the Marshall. two A's for?
2: Uh, Krejci and Marshawn yeah. the rat.
1: Oh no! It was Marshawn
2: and Bergeron with
1: Chara being the captain. I really wish, I really wish they would have given it to Magaboy. Yeah. yeah, I I would have loved to have seen. It I think being, well they were, going, they were just going
2: they were just going experience wise with Krejci.
0: If your nose is shaped like a letter, you go, you better give the guy the, the letter and Marshawn. <laughs> but then wouldn't his nose be shaped like an L? Yeah, oh. <laughs> I know. He
1: shots fire. He's got a point. <laughs> Does the L on my chest mean leader? No, it means loser. You stupid bastard. <laughs> I, I mean, some other oh, here's out. what you
3: could also do. It looks like a triangle. You can literally just fucking take his notes, <laughs> put it sideways, put it right on the chest, and just draw a line in the middle.
2: Yeah, what do you think underdogs in the
0: Boston-New York series?
3: I I, I got to follow the pack
0: here. Uh, Matt Martin for the Islanders, as much as he's a cunt. And, know David <laughs> Krejci. Has hit seen. him with a hard T. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, David Krejci for yeah. for Boston. How, yeah. how much can those guys actually step up? and? Krejci's <laughs> been
2: killing it.
3: He has been. He's been phenomenal.
2: I think we might as well go around to the rest of the series while we're at
3: it. Ca- Carolina and Tampa Carolina Bay. and Tampa is the next one I was going to ask. So, That's... out of Carolina and Tampa, who do you guys see? Under for me, Carolina,
1: well... Carolina is kind of easy for me, but I guess it's because I have a little bit bias towards him. I'm gonna say Peter Mrazek. Okay,
3: yeah. Well, okay. Let me ask Has you he why do you? I
0: don't know, but
3: it, it, I was gonna say Sebastian
0: Ajo, because he's he's been pretty quiet this Ooh, series. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. So once you get him going, he's gonna help kind See, of carry that off. Like, he's super young. He is.
3: Yeah, I think he's like, only. I think he's
1: only like twenty. He's
3: like twenty-three. Or, I think. No, I think know. he's younger than us. Okay. I want to say he's like 21. I have, I have nothing against Sebastian Ajo. No, he's, but he,
2: he's closer to like, eh, he's not quite 20. I think he's like 23, 24 now. That's what I feel. Really? But,
3: yeah. See, Ajo is one of those players. Sebastian Ajo is yeah, 23,
0: will be 24 on July 26th of this year. Holy shit, I'm 10
1: days older than him. 10
4: no, days. No, 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 <laughs> I'm
1: 10 dear, 96. Ninety seven. This one says 96. Go to Google. Smash I'm now. on Google. Slash <laughs> now. Slash so Try
0: 96, uh, 26, 97. Well, apparently we have a...
1: So, he's a year and 10 days. Year and 10
3: days older than me. So, 366, or 375 uh, days. If we're going off uh, your stats.
2: But, yeah... I'm definitely going to Elon Grant Spachno, but I think you yeah. got to also show some love to both uh very close seconds and ser- so close second and third Andrei Sveshnikov and Table Teravainen. Both of those guys have also been yeah. very quiet but very very, well, very I think power.
1: leaning more towards uh Sveshnikov though.
2: Yeah. yeah, I would lean more more towards Sveshnikov for a close second than mm-hmm. Teravainen. That's but it's Andre right? Andrei. the
1: Yeah. Who does Evgeny play for?
2: Evgeny, I think Detroit. Did he, did he oh yeah, he does play for Detroit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. holy um, shit. They just recently wow. put him. They just recently put him on waivers, close to, closer to the off season, uh, the end of the regular season. Sorry. That's gonna be a real damn but shame to see un- him go. An underdog for Tampa Bay. I don't think they really have, I honestly. No, they, I don't. they don't. They don't. It's Tampa. Like Tampa, it's, they, it's, they are it, so are you,
3: all around. Like, they are. The Everybody is gonna be well, fighting again, back to that by we, the end of the playoffs. Well, so. okay, I, I'm gonna say what Ethan's gonna say. They're the Stanley Cup defending champions for a reason. And it's <laughs> literally <one> of, <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. And it's one of those things where you know, like the Penguins did sixteen, seventeen. They're gonna go for that grind for number two. Yeah, they're gonna play their nuts off until because, they get it.
2: Because of how older some of the players are getting, they're gonna want to get as many as they can exactly. until, before they do. Now have to here's
1: here's another question, and I guess we could kind of go off of this. And how much longer do you see guys like, especially two key players in Tampa being? Nikita Kucherov and Steve Stamkos, how much longer do you see them being in the league? Because they're both getting up there in age. How old are they? Thirty. Stamkos
2: is like thirty-three. Right, right. No, right around the same age as Crosby. Okay. I think Kucherov is still a little bit younger. Like okay. Early
3: thirties. Well, while no, Ethan, not Steve I, While Ethan's looking up that the last series of Jets and Habs. Do you see any underdogs or any, you know, kind of slowing down players in the Jets or the Habs?
1: Stammer is 31.
3: Okay. He was younger
1: than I thought. Wow. He was drafted in 09. Okay. Stamkos is 31. Kucherov, I know
2: he's not very old.
1: Nikita Kucherov. Holy shit. Er. Nikita Kucherov's only 27. Oh, wow. Is, I why thought, does it, why I does it thought, like both I, of them have been around for
2: so much longer? I was going to say,
1: I thought they were both at least in their mid-30s. So I'll
2: take, I'll take back my comment
1: about them getting older. <laughs> I'm probably yeah, wrong about Hedman. Nikita Kudrov, born t- uh, June 17th, 1993. I just
4: think what's hard with those two is their health. Because they seem like...
3: Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. especially. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: Stanco's is nothing well, but the past four or five years has yeah. been...
3: I think... Okay. Headman is also thirty. I think that's the one thing that kind of worries me about Tampa, is just you know like you know going off with Jeffy said with her health histories you know just look how many players on their teams in the past two three years have had just concussions alone and I've had to mm-hmm. sit out two three maybe five games because of a serious concussion. Yeah, yeah you know?
1: Bobo's got a point.
3: I'm like okay, I think I've told you guys this before. I wrestled all through high school. I'm you know I graduated four years ago now, and it's one of those things where. It was, you know, my parents would sit up and watch me in the stands, and I would get bashed in the skull, and they'd look at me, and they're like, dude, you're fucked. Yeah. I would go back in the wrestling room and coaches would be like, yeah, go sit in your room in the dark for a week because you're not allowed to come to practice with a concussion. Yeah. And that's what happens with a lot of hockey players, too, is, you know, like that type, that's really the only way to cure a concussion. You sit in your room with the lights off. Yeah.
1: Well, there, there, is, there is no cure for a concussion.
3: Well, and I guess
1: it, this might be kind of a dumb question. I know Stammer and Kucherov, as great of players as they are and as key players as they are for fucking Tampa, them being as injury-prone as they are, do you see them being locked down for that? Locked down with Tampa?
2: I
0: don't think so. Well, I guess. I say... I'm going with yes. I think Jeff and I are the two oddballs out. I was going to say yes. I think
1: think that they're going to... I think that they're going to lock them down for the simple fact of points. Yeah. For that yeah. for the amount that those two grind. Yeah. Uh, going off of Ethan said like
0: they as injury prone as they are, they're the main like part of the biggest reasons why that offense is so successful. And that's the biggest reason why they're by far one of the top teams as contenders as, you know, top, top top teams in the league even. I think you also got to look at it from a standpoint
2: of salary cap. Yeah. That's what I was
0: just about to say. Yeah. Well, Salary cap, because...
1: If,
2: they're bo- if Kucherov is just going to keep them, you get better and better. They're not going to be able to afford to keep well, both Kucherov, but Stamkos, Edman.
1: Well, here's my thing, though. I, I, who, and, who out of those three, the top three for Tampa that you just said, being Steve Stamkos, uh, Nikita Kucherov, and Victor Hedman, are the most injury-prone? Who, no, who, would I see who do who do you see? see who do you see? I mean, <laughs> who do you see out of the three? Who do you see out of the three? Like, say, give two players are more likely to be locked down, and who is going to be
0: say put on waivers? Uh, and and unless if they pull a Sidney Crosby and take a massive pay cut in order to keep the other two around or to keep the core around, you see, I would say. Honestly, I would say that they would probably,
1: and this is gonna sound really dumb for me to say this. I would honestly, I could say I could see them not locking down Victor Hedman.
2: I was gonna say him as well. I yeah. think I think out of, they, they are, out of still, the three,
1: out of the three, they are I, still
2: very strongly, very strong, very good defensively, even without him.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I,
2: I mean, they, they're they're all around. They're ridiculous. Oh, no matter what side of the puck, where you're looking on that ice, Tampa they're, Bay is strong. Phenomenal. It's, it's ridiculous
3: yeah we're moving to the final series for which is the jets and the canadians, jets and canadians for for the underdogs. underrated
4: i i'm i don't know what you guys are thinking i'm i think nick suzuki for.
3: i like Ooh, that's a very good see, long I'm, long gonna, long I, I'm gonna have to long long agree long. with the Jeff reason on that, I, I like suzuki, suzuki. He, uh suzuki is like we said about aho he's very very quiet, but when he wants to be, but when he wants to speak, he'll speak. I say still very he's young. He's, a, he's, he's only, only like twenty-three. Second. He's only he's in his second, second year. year.
2: Yeah, but he's very young.
3: So. Yeah, but like I said, it's one of those things. He's one of those players yeah. that he's kind of one of those speak when you're spoken to type of players. Yeah. He won't he won't call for I a puck. But, oh, if wow. really, but if it's given but to him, he's going to do
1: something really great. With him. Nick Suzuki is only twenty one. Wow, he's younger than yeah, me. Yeah, August tenth of nineteen ninety nine. Uh, he. Wow. What, I'm a August year. 10th in, of 99? August tenth of ninety nine. August tenth. I was only
0: about two months older than me. That's
3: I like, was born August twenty fifth of, of ninety eight, so I'm about a older. year and two weeks older than him.
0: Yeah, looking at Suzuki, he's he's not one to speak, but when he's like when he speaks. You know, his his words truthfully go a long way. A long, absolutely. A, uh, more, absolutely. More, more of a long way than, you know, say Carey Price or Shea Weber or some of these top Do you
1: see... Guys. Now, do you see somebody like Nick Suzuki later in his career getting a C on his chest? Or at least an A. An A. Absolutely. At least, at at least at
4: an A. Yeah.
3: At least a letter. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily well,
2: say a C, but whether, whether it's with Montreal or not, I can see well, him getting an A somewhere.
3: Absolutely. Like I said, he's one of those players where he, you know, he doesn't really call for a puck he doesn't really you know like i just said he's more speaking when he's spoken to and what i'm saying by that is you know he won't call for pucks or he won't he'll kind of sit in the back and not do a lot but if he sees something that he knows he can you know take a bite of and score a point Dude, he's, he's like a hey little
1: bastard too he yeah. is he's five he's five foot 11 180
0: pounds
3: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that's tiny yeah but that's yeah when he, when he sees that open goal when he sees the open of the night, the first words out of his mouth are, feed me. Yeah. And the minute it's, he says, feed me, he's like an 80% chance of him putting that puck in the net.
2: Now, jumping over to the other side of the puck, call me crazy for saying this one for Winnipeg, I still think Connor Hellenbuck is one of the most underrated goaltenders. In the I,
0: yeah, no. I, well, in, in the league, yes, but in the series, no. Because look what he did for Winnipeg in, in you know, the first round against Edmonton. Oh, but yeah, but
2: yeah, he, he really didn't get as much... Recognition for that series as he should have. Yeah, he, shutting he, down Connor McDavid, Leon Drysital, Ethan, you know, uh, uh, Ethan Bear, Darnell, like everybody on as many of stellar players he was able to shut down.
0: He, he shut down the, the stellar team in Edmonton.
2: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, three one of, one of the four games took overtime, but either way, he was able to limit Connor McDavid and Drysital to what three points, four points yeah. combined in the whole yeah. series. Yep. They ain't get much. Yeah, in this. so I mean, that's only the only reason I am saying Connor. Hellen. It's for that reason specifically.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
2: I, if it, I, was, mm. if it wasn't Look, I would have to say somebody like Nikolai Ehlers. Mm-hmm. Someone that's not, you know, not one of the first three, four, fours he mentioned, mm-hmm.
4: but. I, I can oh. know
0: Ehlers in his protection of uh, Jake Evans in the series, you know. Yeah. Not yeah. not only that, but, like, he, he's one of those guys, class act as he is, you know, he can definitely, he
3: can definitely go at it. And, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he's, he kind of almost reminds me of a less Gritty Ryan Reeves, Whereas. as no, you know, no, no, not at all. I was gonna say because he's like he's definitely not afraid to drop the gloves if he has to. Scrap, but scrap. I'll give. I think scrap, I was. I think I was thinking of Scrappy, not Gritty. Uh, I think I, if you can swap Scrappy for Gritty, I'll
4: give you that. I,
3: he kind of reminds me of a less Scrappy version of Ryan Reeves. Uh, I'll. The, the only pair I can kind of relatively I mean, you compare look at the to, size
2: difference. To I, well, the the only per,
0: other person in the league that I can relatively compare Eaters to is Patrick Hornquist of the of the Panthers. Yeah. 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 Really? That, that's the only yeah. pair that I can compare Eaters to him. Yeah.
3: That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'll give you that one. Like, not afraid to give a body in the front of the net, it's
0: you know, where his team needs it. Just. Yeah. Yeah. It's.
2: But yeah, great choices for all those underrated players. Absolutely. It's going to be a greedy second round to end it.
0: And that will do it for week 21 of the Bugbusters. Woo! 21! 20 21. 21. We're finally legal, man. 21! finally legal. <laughs> We're finally legal to ring, baby. Uh, I'm surprised
1: none of us started that off. So hey, the hey, I didn't think of a man.
3: Tycoon. Now that we're at twenty-one and we're all over twenty-one, does that mean we can drink watching up? Ep- oh yes, watching episodes. Stop! up! No, Stop
1: digging. Do you want a shovel to dig yourself in that farther <laughs> in that hole?
3: I mean, I'm already going in a fucking hole. Probably, okay, shut up. It's kind of filled with sand, so I can't really dig myself out. All
0: right, all right. Before before you fucking <laughs> dig <laughs> ourselves into it.